Welcome back to Route 501 with me, Reece Saunders. Joining me today is one third of the Undisputed Wrestling Podcast. It is Ian Milne. Hello, how are you? I'm doing very well. Nice to be here. I've been listening to the show for many, many times now. I've listened to most of the episodes. I've enjoyed listening to it. It's a good bit of banter. And also, obviously, like some of the people's um, stuff that they come up with. Oh, yes. Uh, we, uh, we transferred to a new building. Do you like it? Um, you know, I, I like your mask. I'm a bit surprised you went for a Celtic one. Obviously, um, I, I'm, I'm shocked, sir. I, I, I thought he was a Rangers fan. Yeah, when I take this off, um, this face mask off, I'm pretty sure I'm going to have burns all over my face. <laughs> I mean, like, uh, I, I, I'm a West Bromwich Albion fan, but I do like Rangers. Uh, um, I've had some abuse on people around here, Celtic fans. It's great. It's uh, so, it's yeah. so nice. But no, uh, Scott, uh, Ian, you are here to put five things that you do not like into the barrel of death that is before you. And you have to convince me with your arguments that, that they deserve to burn. You know the rules, obviously. You've listened to it many yep. times. So let's get cracking. What is the first thing you would like to throw into the barrel of destiny? Right. Matt, I've got, I've got a football one, I've got a wrestling one, and I've got three just um, other related ones. But my first one is a football one. It's putting Scottish football referees in the bin. Because <laughs> Scottish football... Like, as much as England, you might think that England have bad referees, it's even that. It's a different kettle of fish down in, uh, up in Scotland. They're so bad. Like, I'll send you a few pictures here, right? So, um, a few weeks back, there was a tackle. Uh, Dundee United, Rangers were taking on Dundee United at Ibrox, and there was a tackle on the Rangers player, Alfredo Morelos, right? So, I'll send you the two pictures for coming through. And the referee, obviously, the player, like, went, kicked through and then like, basically kicked Alfredo Morelos in the leg, leaving a hole in his leg. Oh, I've just seen it. Leaving a hole in the leg. There, was not even, there wasn't even a yellow card given for that. Uh, so that could be a bad one. Luckily, <laughs> luckily he's, not, he's played on. He's not had any like, injuries from it. Or yeah. just stitched it up or maybe, and that was it. But he's played on, and he's... But it's a shocker. And oh. then there's also another one here for last. That was obviously... We'd won that match, so it didn't really affect us as such. But we're all about like four 0 up, and then this one coming through. Then I've sent you. It's a Rangers player, Ryan Kent. Yeah, you've probably heard of him. Hopefully, hopefully we're big yeah. enough the universe. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Kent, it's the the Hibernian player last week, basically just raking his studs right down the back of his leg. His back, his Achilles, right at the ankle, which doesn't look nice. And you could tell by looking at the photo that the ref, the like the linesman. So the referee is right looking at it. And the player isn't he looking at the, the football. He's looking right at Ryan Kent's leg and basically goes like that and rakes it down. The referee doesn't give him any yellow card or anything. I don't think he even gave a free kick. And then, yeah, last week, um, we had a, we got beat. So we had a draw. We were winning three. We were winning 2-1. Two, two um, and Hibernian equalised to make it 2-2. Two, two. It ended 2-2. Two, two, and um, Hibs um, scored a goal, which is offside. You can't really see where the ball was played through the photo that I've sent now. Yeah. But it's easy to see. Like, the, the, the linesman is looking right along the line. The guy is offside by, like, a body. Like, Jesus! Arm I should miss that. And it's definitely... Like, people are saying, obviously, it was marginal, but it was definitely offside. I'm but sorry. Referees, Even a cardboard cut, can see that was offside. If you ask any football fan in Scotland... About the referees, every I'm pretty sure every football fan will say they're the worst referees in like professional football. 
Yeah, they're they're they're, they're bad. I mean, all they, the they come in and go, but I can't complain today because um, Rangers were playing um, Motherwell today in the Scottish Premiership, and we got two two handball penalty got two penalties given to us via handballs. So um, Rangers won five 0 Two of the goals came for penalties, which is good. But at the same time, awesome. <laughs> the, the referee was okay the, the day anyway. Well, I, I remember reading something before that was, uh, I think it was a couple of years ago. The Scottish referee is actually one of the strident there, and you had to yeah. get referees from Sweden to come in and officiate your matches. And I mean, I think we have it bad here. I mean, we've got we have John Moss. I mean. Yeah. We have John Moss, Lee Mason. It says a lot with your best referees, Michael Oliver. What was the referee that the um, he refereed the 2010 World Cup final? He retired. There was a policeman. Howard Webb. Howard, Howard Webb. Webb. He was never a big Tottenham fan. No, ha- no. Howard Webb was um, a Man United fan. It was, uh, it was obvious. Uh, but then it says, it says a lot with your best referees are Michael Oliver and Mike Dean. Yeah. Now, Mike Dean is a parody of a, of a football referee, but yeah, he gets away with it. But your referees, I mean, I'm an avid Scottish football uh, watcher. I mean, I follow, yeah. obviously I follow Rangers games and see how they're getting on. But I, I have to agree with you. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's not just Scottish referees. I think all referees can go in the bin. One part and comment just from this one. Um, last year, Rangers were, play- Rangers were playing uh, Celtic in the Scottish League Cup final at Hamden. Um, and Celtic won the goal, won the game one 0 from an offside goal. Like imagine winning a cup from an offside goal that shouldn't have been given. It was like a free Celtic got a free kick. They whipped the free kick in, and as the, the the ball was hit to come into the box, the Celtic player who got on the end of it was on the end of it was offside. So it was a pain in the bum. And then Rangers, oh, sh- Rangers eventually got a penalty in the second half, and we missed it. So wasn't oh, just wasn't our day. I mean, I, I, we're I all over them as well. But being a being a West Brom fan, we've had a fair share of rubbish referee decisions. But I do want to say this though: if uh, Morelos had committed those fouls, because obviously yes. uh, Morelos has a bit of a bit of a track yeah. record. Yeah, he's he's, uh, he's got an attitude about him. He likes being a getting in there, and he always gets himself in trouble. But at the same time. Um, obviously, Stephen Gerrard has been cited by the SFA um, about maybe getting a, a getting fined by the SFA and getting charged by the SFA because of comments he made about the tackle that was on Alfredo Manelos that left a hole in his yeah. knee. Um, and it's just shocking. All he said was, "I don't want to like call for any red cards or that, but if the if the shoe was on the other foot, I would have think um, Alfredo Manelos would have been a yellow card or a red card." He would have because um, I mean, I mean Mar- got what? Five, he's got five red. Did he get five red cards in one season? Uh, he, was, he was quite bad, but um, there was obviously just spitty spat, but most of the time it was his fault. Yeah. Him retaliating and stuff like that. Because he didn't get sent off twice against Aberdeen. He, um, I think he's been sent off twice, yes. He sent off yeah. against Celtic once. Actually, twice against Celtic. <laughs> he got sent off um, the, the year beforehand for basically, I think it was, a, basically um, Scott Brown, the Celtic player, was standing behind them and kind of, kicked his leg and he just went around and whacked him with his that like flailing arm. And then last season he was on a yellow card that he went through. We were winning. We went through he went through and goal and he died for a like a died for a penalty in the last seconds of the game. The referee should have blew his whistle already, but the ball was into the, their penalty box. He dived for a penalty and the referee gave him another yellow card and sent him off. And as he was going off, he was um 
he was there obviously people Celtic fans are making a big issue about him going like this, um, basically putting a, a thing saying the game's over and kind of crossing his throat. And the Celtic fans were saying that um, that he was basically trying to sell them to slit their throats. <laughs> oh. The the referee the referee Alfredo Morelos the Rangers played differently up here they 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 look to give him yellow cards and red cards all the time but Scottish oh. football referees in general even Celtic fans will agree with me on this one they're the worst. <laughs> I mean I, I'm I'm gonna take word for it they are they're going in the bin uh, as I said for me all all referees deserve to go in there because all referees are just yeah shocking shocking people. But no, uh, referees, yeah, they, they are in the barrel of destiny is, and you are one for one. How do you feel? Good, good, good. I'm happy with that one. I mean, I've I got do better ones coming. You know this already. I'm a bit of a pushover. Yeah. Uh, I mean, <laughs> uh, so I, I tend to, I, I, I tend to give things in, but you know, maybe, maybe you could be the one to just get one from five. We don't know. Yeah, I'm gonna get, a, I'm gonna get five. I think. Um, we'll wait and see about your this next one. This next one's a wrestling related one. Oh, the oh. thing that I'm going, to, I'm asking you to put in the bin is the steel cage door. <laughs> now, the steel cage door is a pain in my hang. I can remember on the, one of the Inside the Ropes podcast. I think it was David J. McCutcheon that wished that um, the steel cage door got cancer. <laughs> <laughs> but just the full thing of you in a steel cage. The main thing you put it, you, you make the steel cage a stipulation so that it keeps people out, and then you've got that door opening up every so often when they, they ask for it to be open, and somebody gets in and it just spoils it. I miss the old days when it was basically a cage match, which was basically having to climb over the top and getting out and escaping. Um, but the cage door, it's just I was just wish they would lock it. There's no problem with the door; it's good to get in and out. I'm not ex- expecting them to climb over it to get in but the steel cage door when it when you're in the ring and the match has started lock that door up like you do with the elimination chamber or the hell in a cell um aye the steel cage door is a pain in my bum when it comes to wrestling um yep uh, I mean to, to, yeah the steel cage door is about as useful as a chocolate fire guard but there has been some memorable moments involving the steel cage door i.e. with um, Mark Henry Ripping it off the hinges when I think it was him and Big Show yeah. were inside the cage. That was that was an impressive feat. It can be used for good. I mean, I like the I like the finishes where they actually use the steel door to smash it against. Ah, after scar, after scar, yeah. There's I also think... been that one where um, John Cena and Bray Wyatt were in a steel cage match, and John yeah. Cena was about to escape when this wee boy popped up and started staring at him. Remember that one? Yeah, that was wicked. Scared. He's got the whole world in his hands. That's what. Oh. <laughs> That, that was when that brave white character was at its peak. <laughs> oh, I see what that used to be. And then I mean, got... it's amazing, though, but just that, that cult leader, brave white. But no, I mean, um, yeah, there's a lot of things in wrestling, though, that are pretty pointless. Yeah. When it comes to stipulation matches and stuff like that, I mean, um, but yeah, still, still caged door. I, I can see the uses, as you said, to get them in and out, and I do like a good steel cage door spot, but it's very rare that we get one. Yeah. Um, but then again, you can say the same thing for the head of the cell door because that's been used as well. Like, uh, yeah, time zone. And also, just just to talk about head in the cell, people who climb the head in the cell get knocked into the thing, and everyone's here going, oh, the commentators are going, oh, here we go, could that match happen? Yes, it's going to happen. Of course, it's going to happen. You're just wasting 20 minutes of my life and we're getting carried on stretchers. 
Yeah, I, I've I've never been a fan of stage steel cage door. I've met that in the past. We um we are recently going to be doing a, a TNA lockdown uh, review. Uh, TNA lockdown two thousand and seven. We're doing it the night, <laughs> um, but that was obviously full of steel cage matches. Um, it was okay, but it wasn't much. I didn't enjoy it too much. But yeah, this. I think the steel cage door came in and I play a few times and that was it. Not too much. Like, I was okay. But I could have came up with something better for wrestling, but it's always been a pet hate of mine. The steel cage door, that is. I mean, no, no. I mean, I've had some some shocking ones being put up to me. But no, I, I, do, I do think the steel cage door, I think it's it's warranted. I think it's I think it warrants a place in the bin. But, but, when it's used properly, it is a very effective tool in a match. Yeah, and I'm, I'm I'm half and half. I'm half putting it in because it is it can it is mainly pointless. But when used properly, it's very effective. Just you go um, with what you want, what you feel is best. I'm happy if you don't put in the bin. I'm I okay. mean, I mean, you could sort. I mean, to, to be honest, you could, this might be one can I could come back to and let you use it. But I think, uh, do you know what I'm going to give it you? Good. Still, still, yeah, steel case doors. Yeah, they are pretty pointless. So yeah, they can uh, they can go into the barrel bit. <laughs> Chuck them in there. Yeah. You're right. My next one is since I work at McDonald's, I work at McDonald's, um, and there's a few. My next few ones are related to work and oh, customers God. and customers. Oh, here we go. Here now, we I'm go. I'm not saying what McDonald's will work at. No chance I'm saying that. <laughs> I'm not getting I'm, my boots. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm on two weeks holiday then now. If I go back and I go, they've given them a, like, brought my jotters and basically says that you're, you're, you're fired. I can't have that happening. I need another job. I've been working there for 14 years. 14 years and I need to come keep my job. So my next one is, right? So see when customers come through McDonald's and they want fresh fries. So they go, can we have fries, no salt? So they put somebody puts through the grill order. You put through fries, no salt. Then I'll, I'm the in my work. I'm the main fry guy. I'm the guy that makes the fries. I'm always on it. It's my main station. And obviously you have to make fries. Again, wait for a fresh basket to come up. Put it in the thing. No, don't put any salt in it. Then rack it up. And then whoever's like running for the running for the drive through will put it in the bag and then hand it to the window. And in occasions I have been on the window. When somebody's asked for no salt, so I hand them the bag and then they go, can I have some salt, please? Oh, no. <laughs> and there's, no. This, there's this Facebook page called Ways, this Facebook page called like basically Ways to Piss Off McDonald's Workers. And this is one of the things that people have said in the past. If you want fresh rice, ask for no salt. But then the full like, audacity to ask for salt at the last window is just the thing that just does my head. And I'm like, God. Can we see if I could make a rule up that when people ask for fries, no salt, and then they ask for salt at the window, I say, eh, no thanks. You're not getting it. We're not getting it. We're not getting it left. We're not. We're ran out. That's what I'd like to say. Uh, but I that, think, that's I one think thing in life. Percent, no salt or anything like that. I think what you can say is, well, no food for you. <laughs> and you can just, just see the look in their faces and they just go, what? Well, no, 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 no. Here, I have, I've made you a fresh batch. I have, I've done this, I've done that, and then what you decide to do is then ask for someone, you sir, you sir or madam, can go fuck yourself. 
Oh, yeah, most of the time the fries, most of the time the fries are fresh. Like I went and got my work started doing deliveries, so I got a delivery to the to my house today to, to watch the when I was watching the football the first yeah. time using it, and the fries were perfect. They were obviously McDonald's fries are always the cartons never right collectively full. It's this the the eventually like they're nice and um like when you fill them up, fill, fill them up in the and then put them into the station and then somebody takes them. They're full then, but see like when they've hit the bag and then. They're sitting in the bag for a bit. They all drop, and it's not the same when you get in the house, but they were good fries, and people would just want to be a bit of a pain in the bum. I mean, McDonald's fries are nice. I ain't going to lie. McDonald's, I mean, I do like a McDonald's fry. I mean, if, if, if I have to be picky, I, I, if, if I have to choose one, it's five guys. Five guys fries. Jesus. Oh, yeah. The, the portions they give you as well, man, like the large fries can, like, they give you the cup. It's like a cup full of fries. I don't know why they don't a cup. It's weird, but... And then there's, like, at the bottom of the bag, the best ones, the best ones at the bottom of the bag. There's hunters in at the bottom of the bag. They're good. I mean, me, 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 me and my friend, we went for a five guys, and, you know, we said, oh, can we have a medium uh, chips? Thinking, oh, it's just going to be, you know, small. It's not going to be ridiculously sizes stuff like that. And then we open the bag, and we think, oh, okay, then. Okay, this could be quite good. And then we open, then we open the bag fully, and we just go, Jesus! Uh, it was like enough, and they give you enough to fill the full, to feed the full street. Oh, they do. Like you, could, I mean, you can go right up your street and give everybody a chip. Oh, you are. I mean, to, to my extent, now I, I can eat. I mean, I, I enjoy, I enjoy eating. The, the food's really nice, but even I got full. Even I went. This is too much. Yes. And my friend looked at me and uttered, uttered sh- shock. He went, "In the four years I've known you." I've never known you to say those words. And I went, well, A, I'm offended because what you're trying to say. And B, yes, I get full occasionally, but Jesus. <laughs> Jesus, it killed me. But McDonald's fries, I mean, you know, I mean, sometimes consistency is a bit poor. I mean, sometimes it's soggy. I yeah. mean, I, I, mean, I have a... Just, it's just your luck. Um, basically, if yeah. you come through like, a quiet time and the fries have been sitting there for a bit, if you're through, through like, a busy lunchtime hour, most of yeah. the time they will be fresh. That's with experience. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, I I mean, I've I've had some. I mean, you know, I've had some shocking things, including with McDonald's fries. I mean, there was a. I I went to the Albion uh, with a former friend of mine, and this is why he's a former friend of mine. Yeah. Uh, We were sitting there, just sitting down, and there's a McDonald's right opposite the Hawthorns. Yeah. So we said, "All right, we haven't eaten, so just go get a McDonald's, and then we'll." I think we'll we'll get to the ground. So we get a McDonald's, we sit down, uh, we get our food, and then he's ordered a chocolate milkshake. And what he's done is just absolutely disgusting. He has tipped, sorry, he's dipped a handful of fries in his milkshake. Yeah, I saw people do that with ice cream as well. Absolute disgusting person. (laughs) And normally, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, no, I haven't. I haven't got a filter, so basically, <laughs> if, if someone does something and I go, and I find it disgusting, I just go, Ugh. I went, dude, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and he went, what? I went, you are vile. You're probably the most disgusting person I've ever met. And bearing in mind, there was like three tables next to us that just looked at us and started laughing. Yeah. And I didn't make it feel bad. But he, was... Was I said, you've now got a salty chocolate milkshake. <laughs> It was like when I was down in um, which got my cousin, my part of my family lived down in Plymouth, uh, and so we went down there for a, like a holiday one time, like many years ago. And we're in the, the restaurant where my, my, like my dad and that are ordering the food, 
and my uncle are ordering food, and my wee cousin uh, Daniel goes up to the goes up to the like condiment station where you can get your wee packets of sauce and that the wee yeah. you, put, you pump it yourself. He pumps a bit of ketchup, goes back to the table and just like puts it directly in his mouth and just squirts it into his mouth. Ah! Like, the ketchup. I'm not a big. I love ketchup and I love the sauce, but no. Ugh. It's like somebody. It's like somebody going in and getting like sugar and just taking a big a spoonful of sugar. You just wouldn't do that. I mean, uh, oh, like a, I, I've, <laughs> you've done that. I, sugar. I did it. For, I, I did it for a laugh and yeah. backfired because I was. I mean, you know, I was. Oh Jesus Christ! I was. Oh, I was bounced off everything. Um, but no, I agree with you. I mean, people. Yeah. Uh, uh, people who are just, do you know what they are? Just inconvenient. That's what they are. They just do it just to just to inconvenience your life. They just think, oh, we're just gonna text a funny out, and it, they just don't realise that they're being complete dicks by doing it. Hmm. So I think those those and, inconsiderate assholes. And there is sometimes where there's no fries down. So mate, somebody goes, can I have fries, no salt, right? So you have to go and there's no basket getting cooked at that moment, so there's no no fresh basket coming up. So I have to go put another basket down. Three minutes time to come up, like obviously cooking time's three minutes, and most of the time some people have to get parked up. So they're just causing themselves like more time added onto that experience <laughs> by parking up, having to get parked up, and then by the time they get the, the person's bag or the fries out, they're just back to the other one anyway. The same quality as the ones they've got if they had asked for fries just the way they come. <laughs> Exactly. I mean, look, they just don't—they just don't realise. They're just absolute idiots. These people are. As I said, they are just inconsiderate assholes. And uh, uh, yeah, they deserve to go in there. Yeah, there, there is, they definitely deserve to. But there are. I mean, I—I I can't—I can't justify those absolute morons not going in there because, as I said, they're just inconsiderate. They don't care about people. They don't care about uh, people who do their jobs and stuff like that. And also. Uh, they, they also have a, the audacity to go, uh, when you say to them, oh, can you go pull up and everything like that, just go, um, well, why is it not ready now? Because you, you're the one who's been a dick and asked for something else. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Oh, yeah, I, I, oh, pe- people like that get me rolled up, as you yeah. can tell. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, no, they are in there. So you are three for three. Good. Uh, how are you feeling? Confident? Confident, I'm happy. I think my th- next two are going to be like ones that you'll put in the bin as well, hopefully. Okay. Um, the, the next one is in relation to somebody else said in the past about people like uh, like revving their cars and have a souped up cars, right? So the <laughs> next one is when, it's another McDonald's related thing, so when the person's been given their bag at the very last window and then they pull away, but not only do they pull away like very slowly, they pull away so that they just kind of show off and try to make up for the wee willies that the, like the wee dicks they have, <laughs> right? And they pull away like I've got it written down here. The Lewis Hamilton wannabes. They pull away like they're fucking at the like they're at Silverstone or at Knock Hill, um, the Scottish um, what's called racing circuit. They pull away yeah. and they're <laughs> and they pull away. And I'm like, oh, that's another Lewis Hamilton. All right, Lewis Hamilton. I go every time I hear that person pull away and. They pull away in at such a speed they could easily run over a wee kid crossing the road or somebody taking a taking a um a grill order or a hold order out to a car. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, but it's it's always idiots in like um, Clio's or courses that do it. Yeah, and, 
and, then, and I, I said this before. I, I know exactly what you're about, Nathan. Nathan's the very yeah. first episode I thought it was incredible. Uh, we, we had a conversation because they all talk like this. They're all uh, all stupid people, <laughs> and all that they, they just have no face expression. They just look gormless all the time. They don't know what they're doing. They've got stupid little cars. I, as I said, like. Um, Voxel Novas, courses, stupid little runt cars that are just, you just destroy them by putting stupid, stupid little um, uh, exhaust on. Say. Yeah. I mean, I could understand if it was like, um, say it was like a, a Ferrari would pull up or uh, a car that had like a, a powerful engine that sounded loud. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that. I'd appreciate that one. Yeah. But. Because I'd definitely put a bit of effort in again that car. Exactly, but no, it's the it's the little runts who wear tracksuit bottoms that come down to their ankles, who think they're hard, who think they're, they're, they're big and bad, but they're really not. They're just a bunch of pussies who get together together in car parks and go, oh, yeah, I rev my car. <laughs> look, my, my car can make this noise. Oh, well, look, my car can make this noise. Oh, no, and then, you twats. Yeah. And those ones that want to ruin their tyres by doing donuts and that around the, the car park, why would you do that to your tyres? Like you're, spe- you're wasting yourself money. There was one time that I saw somebody up at like a like a cruise. I think they caught. I do the caught a cruise in England, obviously a cruise. And the person had basically burnt their tyres out. They had to get somebody to pick them up in a tow, and it like get towed away. Um, and there's also another person who was like had a big hot, a big hulux or a, a big um, what you call it? A big massive four by four thing. It's flipped over on its side and everything. But there's been times and instances where I've been cycling home from work and when I'm cycling home from work, I go under this motorway bypass. It's a motorway underpass. So there's yeah. a motorway up at top. So I go underneath it and there's all those cars that feel they need to, when they go in the wee tunnel, that they need to like, ex- I don't know how they do it. They must put their foot down and accelerate acceleration very fast and it makes it pop. And I pure crap myself half the time when it happens because you're like, God, it's so loud. It's like a bomb's went off or like somebody <laughs> shot a gun. And I'm like, yeah. assholes. <laughs> Every time. My, my little brother, um, uh, when it, we was we was walking, I think we were just walking home and from school, and the, the, one of them just made that. Uh, it was a car, stupid, stupid little yobbo, uh, in that car, and it just completely it scared him. He, he he was scared. I was like, oh, mate, come on. It was a yeah. little car. There's no need for that. And he just, the, the, the lad was laughing at my brother, getting scared about it. And yeah. I, I, I wanted to deck him there and then. Yeah. Uh, the, the lad, not my brother. Um, <laughs> there was also, obviously, those kind of exhausts at night time when they come home. Somebody that's lives in your street comes home. And you can hear them oh. for like, you can hear them for like a few meters, like a good few meters away. Like, they're around the corner, you can hear them coming round and then eventually coming to the street and they're like pure revving and then they're talking up and you can hear the rev. It's just a pain. I just wish there was a, a thing that you could ban them. I mean, yeah. uh, I, I think they just deserve to... I think they need to just go away, but they won't mm. because they're just... Yeah. I mean, I agree. They deserve <laughs> these people to... Yeah. But yeah, no, you are four for four. This this is going in there. I, I've put something similar to it in there already, so you know, yeah. but... Yeah, this has to go in there. Complete, utter bellends. That, and that's the only way, only word I could use for them, bellends. Yeah, that's a that's a right word. Uh, four for four. 
So I think I, I, I think now you're going to be very confident you're going to get five now, aren't you? Yeah, this is like Ken Howen when you watch Pointless. They always um uh, when they come to the last thing, Pointless, they always leave the best one till last. Well, this is like my best one. People that do this are the worst. Right, so when I'm cycling home from work from McDonald's, cycling home to my house, it's about five minute cycle, but the amount of litter that you see on the side of the roads, mainly McDonald's litter, which is annoying because I didn't like seeing my, obviously our work's stuff getting made a mess, but it's up to the customers to bin it themselves. So I'm cycling home and the amount of litter that's at the side of the roads, basically people have just scrunched it up and chucked it out their car window. Instead of taking it, leaving it in the back of their car, taking it home and putting it in the bin, they just feel the need to yeah. chuck it out the window. And the amount of litter is horrendous. The work, obviously, McDonald's at times do um, litter picks where they go across different parts of the community and do litter picks. But for some reason, they never do a litter pick around the area of our store. It's mainly the council that have to do that. And I, I, for years, I've been like, can we please do a litter pick around the store? Because the amount of litter I see when I'm cycling home for work is an absolute pain, and it makes me... It's so bad seeing it. Just the amount of people, like people have chucked their litter out the window, and I don't know how you could do that. No, but, but I mean, litter, litter is a uh, uh, people in litter are just pathetic. And especially at times like these, where people are just chucking their litter on the side of the road for somebody else to pick up. You yeah. Think them with the past week while obviously doing in lockdown and stuff like that, people would change their ways and be a bit more hygienic and um, take take care of the community and. Um, keep it nice and clean instead of being bellends like the people that just came beforehand with the Lewis Hamilton cut wannabes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're just going to put yobbos in, aren't we? Yeah, everybody no, is. I, I agree. I mean, if you... I mean, let's be honest. I mean, we've ordered a bit of harmless one, haven't we? Like, just, you know... I mean, I, I, I tend Aye. not... I tend not to. I mean, you know, if, if if I've got if I've got rubbish, I'll make sure that my I put my rubbish in the bin. If there's one available, I'll just hold on to it. But we've all we've all we've all been set, uh, we've all done a little bit of littering, have we not? Yeah, we've all have, we all have, but not in the way that some people do it, where it's just a oh, full bag full of rubbish and everything. Yeah, I mean, I completely. It's, it's going to sit there for, unless it gets picked up. It's going to sit there for days. Obviously, I tend to if it's a wee bit of paper, like a wee bit of toilet paper or that or a tissue or something like that. That's not that, that'll biodegrade itself. But at times, yeah, like, yeah. people just chuck multiple stuff out, out their windows and it just sits there for ages until one of the council people come and pick it up. It's a pain. Um, I, uh, yeah. I mean, if your council's anything like mine, it could take up to, like, two years for them to go yeah. and do something. I'm pretty right. sure, I've saw people go in that area picking up litter, I'm pretty sure it's just volunteers, people that just come out and do it themselves. I said, I, yeah. I mean, right where I live, you, you won't get anything like that. I mean, um, I mean, it's like English people just do not care. Yeah. Uh, English people are stupid idiots when it comes to stuff like this. I mean, they will just, I mean, I, I don't get how it can be so difficult to hold on to people rubbish when there's a, I mean, yeah. I this rubbish. There was a bin, right? It was in the park. Yeah. Yeah. And there was, there was a bin. No, I mean, about a hundred yards away from where this person had dropped this litter. Yeah. And you just see it, and I just went, seriously? It wasn't even like a little bit either. It was like, there was like chip boxes, cans, uh, bottles of like vodka and stuff like that. And you're just there going, was it really that hard just to walk two metres? 
Oh, like I said, like a hundred yards to go and put your your rubbish in the bin. And I mean, I I, I had an incident. I was playing football uh, on a festival football. I was playing on the pitch, and I've done, I've gone for a slide tackle. Yeah, a perfect slide tackle, beautiful. Got the ball, and then I, I stand up, and my, my leg is in my legs in agony. Stand up, I've got a piece of glass embedded in my leg. No. From from leaving it there. And it, it, I, I know, like it, everyone, it's a funny thing saying, "Oh, I put a littering in there," but littering it does it can cause problems. I mean, um, my dog, my dog's trodden glass that people mm-hmm. have just. Uh, yeah, it was horrible. We didn't. We we just we got back, and she was I mean, she was limping when we were walking. So I, I've checked her leg. I checked the paw. Yeah. And I could see it, and they're going, oh, no. All right. And I, I, I had to carry her back, and like, it was about like a mile away from the from the house. And she's not a small dog. Mr. Yeah. Staffy's fat. She's a fat Staffy. Yeah. So I was walking back. And I had to carry her back, and I've got, I, I was wearing, um, <laughs> this, I could say, vivid was, I was wearing a um, CCK t shirt that was white. Yeah. And it wasn't white by the time I got home. Half of it yeah, was, it was red. red. Oh, and, so. Oh, I mean, she was all right. We, we 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 managed to get it out. It took it took a while. It took a lot of a, a lot of bribing. Yeah. She was just not having it, but we, we managed to we, we managed to get it out. And it it wasn't it wasn't a big piece, but regardless if it, if it was big or not, there was still it was still it was still something that should not have been there. And I think people don't realise, unless it happens to them, and they go, oh, look what happened here. I mean, I go going to lie to you. <laughs> when I was 15, I had to, I had to go a little picky because I got caught dropping some litter. Yeah. <laughs> and ever since that day, I have not littered. Yeah, you've changed our ways. <laughs> or I've not been caught. Yeah. <laughs> We've all done it as when we were kids. We're silly kids. We're always like chuck something away, well, like that. It, was, it wasn't got, even. Me. Like, I will. I will defend myself here. It was yeah. not even. It was my my friend. I was holding. Uh, <laughs> I was holding uh, a box. Yeah. Uh, I, I just had. Uh, we just went to the chip shop for for dinner from school, and we're going back to the, we're going to school, and my, my box is is finished. I'm just holding it, and he's knocked it out of my hand. But then what happened was there was a, uh, a council van driving past, and they saw, like, basically, they thought I dropped it, and then I tried to plead my innocence, and she went, no, no, I saw you drop it, I saw you, and they're going, oh, for God's sake. And because I'm I tried sorry. to get, I was, was going to give a fake name. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying really hard to think of a fake name, but I couldn't. So I mean, just got it falls at your hand, you get like get punishment for that. You, you did you pick it up? I'm guessing. I know I did. I mean, as soon as soon as he dropped it out of my hand, I picked it up. Like why? Soon, why did you do soon, that? As soon as he dropped it out of my hand, I picked. It up. But yeah. yeah, I was. Oh, I was. I was not happy. Yeah, obviously the people that smash their glass balls are a pain in the bum as well. Like especially having to cycle home and if it's in the dark, you can't see it. So you've by the time. You realise that the glass is there. You've cycled over the top end and bust your tyre. Um, there is at times where I was coming cycling home for work one night, and there was this wee lane that I always go through every day, and I saw a smashed glass, and I was like, right, if I just leave this like that, I'm going to come home. I'm going to cycle home, just leave it there, and then the model I'll have to go past it again. So what I did was I cycled all the way home, like two minutes round, the, two minutes to my house, grabbed a brush, 
put it over my handlebars and then cycle back to the place where I, where I was and I swept it in at the side just to get yeah. it away because I knew that I'd have to go. If I was if I didn't get get rid of it, I'd be, it'd be there for like a week or so and I'd have to obviously get around it. Yeah, I mean, I, I had an incident as well. I was coming from the shop and uh, a bag broke. Yeah. Uh, and in the bag, I had uh, some bottles of cider and, you know... It was, it was a nice summer's day. You, you've, you've got to have a, some cider in the garden. So I went to the shop and bought some. And the bag broke. And yeah, it, it yeah. smashed the bottles. But what I did was I fu- the, the woman the, uh, whose house I did it outside, yeah. I, I knocked on the door and I said, oh, um, have you got a brush or anything like that? She brought it out and... I said, yeah, I didn't mean to. I, I, my bottom of the bag broke. Showed the bag and cleaned it up because if, if she would have gone over in a in her car, then yeah, I would have been in. I would have felt really bad. Yeah, I felt shit. But yeah, I mean, pe- people are litter. You, I mean, even though I've done it in the past and everyone's done it, they they deserve to go in there. So yeah, five. yeah, five for five. Yeah. Just like the the stars on the Rangers jersey, five stars, five <laughs> in the bin. <laughs> oh God, five stars! I mean, is that, the five uh, stars is um, ten, ten for each of the titles we won in the Premiership. We won well the first team to reach um, fifty league championships. So we've got a, um, each star resembles ten. I mean, I know you've won the most trophies yeah. of any of any team, anyway. Yeah. So it, it, even though, like, even I think it was Celtic reached fifty. I think the year beforehand, we 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 completed that in two thousand and three. We won the fiftieth title or fiftieth title in two thousand and three. So it shows yeah. you how far behind they were. But hopefully, we eventually get a win and um, Rangers can get another title in the thing. And hopefully, it's this year we can't let them win again. But <laughs> if it is, it's fifty-five. It's now fifty-five. So we're on another to another star. So. Uh, I think uh, it's, uh, I, I mean, you, you know, it, hopefully it happens. Hopefully <laughs> we, uh, hopefully that you know Celtic don't get ten in the road. Because if Celtic ten in the road, you're just gonna hear. Uh, it's that, just pointless, eh? If they win it, obviously Rangers have nearly won it in the nineties. Um, but obviously Celtic managed to pip us to to get, obviously stopped us getting there. We were at nine in a row for the days of, the days of I, Gaza and Loudrop and, um. Ali McCoy and stuff like that, yeah. I, I do have to ask this question, though. But yeah. Do you think Celtic and Rangers would be successful in England, yes or no? I think they would. I have to say, I've always said that. I think if we get put in, like, like obviously lower league levels, we'll eventually work our way up. But the amount of fans we've got, I think we're definitely, like, like I'm not sure, I'm not going to say anything, but... Um, I definitely think with the the income that the Premiership teams get, I think we would be a much better, bigger club. Just the fact that seeing it in Scottish Premiership, um, the, you basically just get a few million pounds for winning the league, so you can't really you can't really make investment off of it. Whereas if teams are weird, like if we got into the Premiership and we got all that money they get for TV money and stuff like that, I feel that we'd be able to compete with the bigger yeah. teams more, especially with the fan base we've got. Well, like the fan base we've got is like worldwide. I guess yeah. obviously other teams have got that, but our, for some reason our fan, like Rangers and Celtic's fan base, are like unreal. They're like, they're, they're so passionate. Yeah. 
I mean, I think so, we're good. If we're obviously Swan, Swansea and Cardiff are in the obviously two Welsh clubs are in the in the Premier, they're obviously the English Football League. So I feel that we could be better than them. Yeah, no, I, I think you could. I mean, to us, I think we, I, I'd have to get you on the the Man Community podcast. I think yeah. we could have a, a much more um, in depth conversation about this. But no, Ian, you are five for five. Um, you. You've done. I mean, I've told you I'm a pushover. I just give in to everybody. I'm, I'm a people pleaser. <laughs> I mean. I got a lot here. I had Scott Robertson on, and I made him sell his soul for one of his uh, one of his picks. So you're quite lucky. I didn't is make that been out? Is that been out yet? No, no, that no. is coming out next. Uh, so his episode will be out next. Uh, I made him sell his soul, and I made him declare something on the podcast, and he he did it. And I, I, I mean, I was I was more shocked at him the fact he did it. I mean, I was more I I, I called him out in it. I went. I can't believe you've done this. He, did he, what was it? Did he have to say he hates um, the Mountie? Because he absolutely loves the Mountie, similar when we were on our podcast. It involves, it involves Coldplay and the 1975. <laughs> so you, you, you now, to wait. I remember Coldplay got put in the bin. I think you yes. put in the bin. I have to say I like Coldplay. Sorry. Oh, you, <laughs> oh, you won't look what that, most of their songs, um, the kind of latest albums were a bit more upbeat. Obviously, you could say that some of their early stuff was a wee bit depressing, but I like them. Nathan, I'm really, I'm going to stop finding Coldplay guests, people who like <laughs> Coldplay. I mean, you know, they're just kind of undoing our work here. Uh, but what? But yeah, no, I, I've had some things to say about Coldplay fans, and I, yeah, they are. It's, it's quite funny. <laughs> <laughs> My wee brother's been to see them. I haven't been to see them, but it would be an, a pleasure to go see them eventually at one point, but we never know. We might never yeah. get back to concerts, hopefully, if this bloody virus doesn't piss off. Oh, yeah, it needs to go away. But, um, but no, uh, before you leave, Ian, before we leave uh, Room 501, have, have you enjoyed your stay? It's been very nice. I enjoyed your humble abode. Um, oh, I know. Enjoyed your stay. Oh. Um, I even got you a cup of tea. Um, yeah. A few bit of chocolate biscuit. And it's been nice. I mean, that, that, they were for me, but you helped yourself. <laughs> uh, you know. uh, but no, before you go, though, Ian, do you want to do your plugs? Um, you can find me on, um, obviously, social media at Milne1989. You can find our, our podcast, the Undisputed Wrestling Podcast, at the UW Podcast. We do we do throwback reviews. We do, like, every so, every month we come up with a theme and we do, like, a throwback and old, like, we review an old pay-per-view. Um, obviously, we're doing TNA Lockdown 2007, which is Callum, or Callum Hogan's pick. We were reviewing a non-WWE show, so if he chose that, I'd went for um, an ICW show. Um, but we also do a set a round of like quizzes where we've gotten guests. We might have you on eventually if you want um, yeah. as a guest. And um, I eventually got a win, my first win in like five attempts against um, one of James's pals from Northern Ireland, um, who couldn't. Who couldn't tell? Um, um, it was the basically it was we come to the guess who around at the end, and he couldn't guess who by all the clues he didn't get um, who Hornswoggle was. So it was like his what? name is Dylan. His name is Dylan Postel. He's the my son loves my father loves to fight, and he's like Becky Lynch. <laughs> <laughs> he's like Becky Lynch, Finn Balor, and and eventually I won because of that. So I was happy to get my win. I also do. James is starting up interviews, so he did an interview with Keith Elliott Greenberg, obviously, um, right, former writer for WBF magazine and um, New York Times best-selling author, which is quite cool. Keith's a good guy. 
was quite a, it was a good interview he gave. So if you check that out, that'll be very very happy for you to check that out. We've got it's, the the reception for that's been really good. We've got loads of downloads in. Been very happy with. Oh, de- definitely. It's uh, yeah. on my list to, to listen to. You fascinates me, so I, I'll definitely give that one a listen. Um, but no, it, I mean, I just want to put this out there though. You did lose to Nathan Greenway, and, and that was that was Calm or James. That still was, lost. Yeah, bit, I've bit. been beat. I've been beat by Ollie, Ollie Osati, and that KJ guy, KJ um, Fiona <laughs> from Inside the Ropes. I was that I should have bet Fiona but Fiona was better than me she won by like a point I think they gave a they gave a big massive world of sport fan Big Daddy or Giant Haystacks in the clues in the guess who round which was annoying but I just had to put a bit I've got my win so hopefully I'm taking on a guy who's a listener soon I'm a listener from a podcast who's been listening for a while we're meaning to get it done for a while so we're doing it this week and then um, hopefully I'll beat him again. Hopefully I'm 2 Or when, whatever. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, yeah. I, uh, I, I, I'd, I'd love to be on. I, uh, yeah, it'd be fun. No, I, I definitely yeah, will. I've always had Scott on. Scott, um, Scott was the first person to get a five point on the guess who. Um, from the, he got the, basically got it on the first clue of the date of birth. And then there was one time where he, he couldn't get Barry Darso. Um, he says, obviously, he's a repo man. Um and he didn't get it or something. It was basically it was smash or axe, axe yeah. or smash for the demolition. He was the first person to get a five point and the first person to get a zero points on the get two round, which is funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and our mastermind is Callum. He's like the mountain knowledge. He's only like twenty year old, but the mountain knowledge he's got in wrestling's crazy. I I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to even bother taking him on. I'm not even bother. That's that's what I think football. I am. But football, I am unstoppable. Um, you can ask Carl and uh, Liam Hunt that they're, they're a testament to this. But um, talking about wrestling, though, Scott, I mean, uh, um, we did a battle when I was drunk, when I did quizzes. <laughs> yeah. Um, Scott got all the wrestling ones, so uh, he, he's incredible. But you can find uh, me on Twitter at Arsenal's 995. You can follow Rick Pins at Rogue underscore Opinions. And we have a whole backlog catalogue of room five hundred wide naked men podcast, Bantam Media Podcasts, and SmackDown reviews, uh, retro SmackDown reviews, I should say, and also the first episode of the Great British Bake Off uh, that me and Carl did, which I'm very happy with, and I will hear nothing bad said against the Great British Bake Off. Um, and also, uh, you can f- and also you can find Rick Opinions where you find all your podcasts from Apple, uh, Podbean, Spotify. And all that, but until next time, um, Ian, and uh, it's been a pleasure having you here. Hi, but thank you very much, thank you very much for having me. It's been a pleasure, and I'll hopefully come on another time and maybe on your Bantam Minute podcast. If there is a football quiz, I would be happy to take part in a football quiz. Oh, de- definitely, definitely. We'll, we'll yeah. have to organize. I feel I'm better at football than wrestling, even though <laughs> obviously it's my one of my hobby, my probably my, my hobby that I'm more into, but I would still love going to see the going to see the football. but I would, I would, um, I watch more wrestling than I do football. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I, yeah, I'll, I'll uh, I d- definitely, definitely, I'll, I'll get, I'll get you on for that. Yeah. Uh, but until, uh, until next time, guys, uh, goodbye. Bye.